coming up this week are some uh, remarkable concerts. You just heard uh, an announcement about uh, two of them, but there are actually three performances of the Detroit Symphony Orchestra this week. Thursday evening at 7.30 at Sherry Zedek, Friday evening at 8 o'clock at the Macomb Center for the Performing Arts, and then they come home Saturday night at 8 in Orchestra Hall. Michelle Merrill will be conducting these concerts, and one of the highlights will be a, a concerto for double bass, which doesn't come up a whole lot. Uh, I would say that it's a, a pretty much of a rarity, but the, the, the soloist is the new principal bassist of the Detroit Symphony Orchestra, Kevin Brown. And Michelle and Kevin join us here this afternoon. Thank you both for coming over today. Uh, Kevin, I'll start with you. I, I understand you started playing the bass at the age of three? Uh, yeah, I, I started when I was very young. Thank you for having us first. Well, it's, it's a delight to have you here uh, both. But a, a, a three-year-old playing a double bass, how, how did you even reach the, the fingerboard? Well, it wasn't exactly the same double bass that I have uh, and play in the symphony right now. It was uh, actually at the time they didn't make basses that small. So what we did was we used this ancient instrument called the viola da gamba. Um, ah. That uh, is kind of, it's, it's more of a, it, it, it comes out of the lute tradition. Ah, you don't need to know everything about it. But uh, it's, a, it's more of a cello-sized instrument. And uh, now they actually make basses for uh, three-year-olds. Really? Um because uh, by popular demand, you know. The mind, I mean, there's a certain amount of physics involved. You, you can't make it too small or it, it, it's no longer a base, right? Well, it it still sounds, I mean, you can make it's, any it something basic. of any size, basically, uh, make those same pitches. It's just a matter of the uh, breadth and quality of that sound. So uh, a, a, a smaller bass generally uh, won't have, uh, you know, won't, won't produce a, a, a big, um, deep sound like you like to have in a, you know, in a, in a bass player. Yeah. <laughs> Except when you're playing a solo, like, <laughs> this week. But, well, uh, um, yeah, you'll have a big one this week, right? Yeah, I'll have yeah. a, you know, it, it's it's not the biggest bass in the world, but it's it's my baby. It's big enough. Yeah. Um, um, with all the instruments that you could have chosen, what, what attracts a three-year-old to a double bass, of all things? Well, to get a straight answer, you'd probably have to ask my mother. I don't want a straight uh, answer. This, but, is, uh, <laughs> this is radio. We want to entertain people. Okay. Well, what what happened? Uh, the story goes that uh, my brother, I have an older brother, and he played the cello, um, and uh, he started also when he was three years old. Uh, my um, huh. my parents wanted to have uh, have us start at a young age and uh, get to you know have it just as a music as a part of our lives. It wasn't a matter of pressuring us to be professionals or anything like that or to reach a certain level of excellence or anything like that it was just kind of a part of your life or our lives to do that um and uh so she had my brother play the cello and he you know loved that he kind of lucked out because cello is a great instrument um and then she actually was a bass player so she wanted me to play oh. viola um so that there were three different instruments in the family trying to make a, a trio and that none of them were violins which would be uh which she felt was kind of a difficult timbre to deal with for a, young people you know for the next 10 years of people just kind of you know of not 
having one a, 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 a really fine violinist. She, she didn't want to hear you try to play the violin. She basically. didn't want to hear that me try it, to play the violin. Yeah. My, my dad was a tuba player. Like there was just wasn't a chance. Uh, that's that's an interesting um, group. But apparently, as a three year old, I was wise enough to say no to the viola. Um, <laughs> and, Poor violas. Uh, I know. No I, sorry, it was. Uh, but um, but yeah, I, it was probably it just you know because I had been. Hearing the bass all my life, and uh, it, since I was in the womb, as my mother was a bass player, and uh, and uh, that I enjoyed that sound and wanted to wanted to do it. Uh, so, but yeah, and then I, I uh, eventually, over the course of my life, uh, fell in love with the instrument independently of any sort of family tie. I mean, I still have a have a bass relationship with my mother too, you know. But uh, <laughs> if you know what I <laughs> so mean, so to by speak, that, yes. Yeah. Uh, and and Michelle, you uh, would have been here when we were looking for a new principal bassist. Do you remember when uh, Kevin first showed up and and was a? a I think we started at the same time. Actually. Is that right? So yeah. I started uh, just a little bit before Michelle, actually. Ah. Um, so. so how did you feel when Michelle came on board? Then I felt great. I mean, uh, we had these uh, conductor auditions. I was brand new, um, starry eyed. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I started, uh, at the beginning of last season and I think it was October mm-hmm. or something was the, we had a assistant conductor auditions and, uh, Michelle was, uh, one of my favorites for sure. Um, well, and, and we're very much looking forward to hearing your, uh, interpretation of Beethoven six. What a, what a great piece of music. And I should mention some of the other things that are on the program. You're starting off with the Carnival Overture by Dvorak, which is a nice, rousing curtain raiser. And we get the other Czech composer. You know, we have the Von Hall, this Czech composer. There so you go. Balance out the first half with that. And you're going to sneak in uh, Walter Piston's Incredible Flutist in yes. between. Yeah, the whole program, I kind of feel, is kind of this nature, life, and love, because we're starting with this Carnival Overture, which comes from his Nature, Life, and Love series of overtures. And then the Piston is very, uh, it's about it, this teeming marketplace, and then the circus comes through. And so you have this very lively atmosphere. And then we've got this gorgeous Von Hall. It's kind of in the same style and region as Mozartian. And, uh, and then we get the kind of the nature with the Beethoven on the second half and the output of someone that comes after Von Hall and Mozart and things like that. D- did you get to pick the program? I did. I worked, of course, with our artistic staff, you know, talked with Leonard of a few things. He actually um, led me to the Piston because uh, he said, you know, you should really do something American. And so he said, why don't you check out Walter Piston? And just listening to a few of his works, I thought this one would be a really nice one and, and a good addition to the program. So Now, uh, it's become... Uh, Sort of, I don't want to call it a tradition, but a, pra- a common practice for conductors to talk to the audience in between pieces. Mm-hmm. I, I think this is a great idea, personally, yes. especially breaks with, down that fourth wall a little bit. So we can expect some of that. I'll probably say something right before the piston because uh, if I don't, people might wonder why there's an imitation of a dog bark that happens right <laughs> in the middle of it. So yeah, it's good to explain that kind yes. of stuff because now they're on your side exactly. instead of going, "Well, was that a mistake?" Yeah. Uh, I want to play a, a little bit of the Von Hall because the idea of a of a bass concerto is so um, unusual, uh, maybe not justifiably. I'm sure, Kevin, you would like to hear How more. How dare bass. you? I, I, yeah. I, well, here's here's just a little bit from the the finale of the Von Hall bass concerto. Thank you. 
Now that's that's some pretty nimble stuff going on there. I mean, we're we're usually listening to those low pedal notes of the bass in, in a symphony, say, or, or kind of an oompa kind of thing sometimes. Mm-hmm. But here you're you're all over the place. How hard is that? Um, I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to really describe things as hard or easy anymore. I don't know. I don't I don't really think about it in those terms. It's like what kind of uh, like how much it's it's a, it's kind of how much work does it take? Um, I I because I, for for me the hardest part about the symphony I guess I used the word hard just now but uh um or uh, the hardest part about playing a concerto is uh the change in role um uh that you know the notes of this uh concerto aren't necessarily any more challenging than uh a Strauss tone poem or a Beethoven symphony uh but they are but it, it it's uh, instead of being in a supportive role beneath the other the orchestra where I you know am gently uh assisting you know the uh the movement of the orchestra or what whatever um i'm taking kind of front and center stage and trying to play above other people and uh trying to you know uh, dictate a lot of the interpretation instead of being you know and and, and being interactive as well and your colleagues are there to to support you exactly yeah so it's it's kind of a it feels like a sort of a reversal um for me, it's not that you know the, the yeah that's a that's I have to practice the notes and the notes are what they are and I spend a lot of time on it. I've known this piece for years, but uh, uh, but yeah, it's more about the the, the bigger challenge is taking on that sort of soloistic role. Yeah. Uh, do you are you playing the rest of the program or do you get to uh, relax in your dressing room? I'm not playing the rest of the program. Well, there you go. Happy. Actually, there uh, you go. Actually, it would be a very challenging for me too because uh, the uh, um, I have to tune my strings up a whole step to play this concerto. Um, oh, so uh, this is a thing that bass players do. I don't know; uh, probably nobody else does anything like this. But uh, since the bass is so low and so uh, it, it's not a super projecting sound, um, we actually tune yeah. up a whole step. Uh, so I'll be playing this piece in C major with my fingers. But it'll sound in D major uh, with the rest of the orchestra, um, and so if uh, I'd either have to use a different bass or transpose everything down a half step <laughs> if I were to don't do see, that. I don't know, <laughs> yeah. this, or whole step. I, guess. I think hard works just fine as a description of what you just uh, <laughs> described for us, uh, and you can hear Kevin Brown in the Von Hall Concerto for Bass and Orchestra. Three opportunities Thursday at Sherry Zedek in Southfield at seven thirty. Friday evening at 8 o'clock at the McComb Center for the Performing Arts and Saturday back home here in Orchestra Hall with Michelle Merrill conducting. And, uh, you know, so there's a concert near you. There's no excuse for not going to hear this great music. Information at dso.org. And, uh, Michelle, I, I wanted, from as soon as I saw this concert show up on the schedule, I wanted to talk to you about uh, your conducting Beethoven, mm-hmm. uh, the Beethoven sixth, and the you know those nine symphonies of Beethoven are 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 such a I, I hate to use the word iconic, but it, it's a it's like they're carved in marble. It's, yes, and, and uh, you know which one is your favorite? It's hard to say. It's the one that's being played at the moment. Exactly, the, the one that you're working on at the moment. The but one the pastoral is is such a special piece of music. It's so. Well, what I find so interesting is it was actually premiered on the same concert as the fifth. 
Yeah. And that people heard the fifth and and also the sixth. I mean, it's just like they couldn't be any different in their character and their style. Yeah. And and that's what I love so much about the six is that you get this very much. It's Beethoven being very reflective almost for the whole symphony, except for you get this wild storm right in the middle of the fourth movement that is just absolutely furious yeah. and you really start to hear that Beethoven that we know from the fifth symphony from the third symphony uh, but then it, it reflects back again in that fifth movement as this great you know heavenly song that the shepherds are singing and it's quite glorious and you just said fifth movement now yes. that's very odd. <laughs> well, he he didn't care about rules did he? He didn't and actually you know he does he he has a taka from third to fourth to fifth. So it almost if you don't really know, you might you can obviously hear a change in character, that, that but you it, might not it, know. It goes without pause. It goes without pause. So no no applauding next. between movements this time. <laughs> it's okay other times, but if there's no no stop, don't 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 do it. Uh, although people did, didn't they? I mean, people would applaud oh, in Beethoven's day in the middle of the music. Yeah, sometimes. I mean, it was like jazz. I think back then, yeah. you didn't have any restrictions on. And in some ways, that's really exciting and fun. So. We always encourage any applause, um, I think, uh, in, in the sense that uh, if, if you end up not knowing that you're not supposed to, we won't, we won't bite you too hard. I think, I think there's <laughs> far more damage done by people who look down their noses at people who applaud than the people who are actually doing that. I mean, if you have enthusiasm for the music. That's the main thing we that's want. That's the main yeah. thing, of course. You can hear Beethoven's incredible uh, pastoral symphony, along with the Dvorak Carnival Overture, the Piston, Incredible Flutist, uh, Kevin Brown in the uh, featured role in the Concerto for Double Bass by uh, Von Hall, and then, of course, Beethoven's Pastoral Symphony, uh, Michelle Merrill conducting. What, uh, if you could, what are your plans for the future, Michelle? I mean, what, uh, this is, uh, that's a much broader question than I intended, but uh, of, of the pieces that you'd like to do with this orchestra, and I know it's, it's probably a long list, Oh, of course. I mean, next year I am getting to do one of my favorite composers, Shostakovich. We're doing Shostakovich one next year, uh-huh. and I would I love anything Russian. Um, so that that will be very very fun to get to do some Shostakovich. Actually, got to do one of my favorite pieces um, on a kind of like a appreciation concert recently, Lieutenant Kije uh, by oh, yeah. Prokofiev, which is just a really fabulous, quirky little piece, and it's a lot of fun to I'd do. I'd like to see the movie that, that yes, whole thing. Yes, it's but, it's very weird. It's a, it's <laughs> but, a, it it would be Bill Brooks should pick that up and and do something. Yes, yeah. Uh, what else? Anything else? Oh, on, I on mean anything list? French. I love doing French. Actually, anything on French. the other half of the program that we're doing this uh, Shostakovich, on, we're actually going to do a, an American composer, Charles Griffiths, that oh, uh, yeah. is in the style of very much Debussy, Ravel, and doing this White Peacock that is uh, just absolutely, I mean, in intransitive in how it makes you feel and just the colors and the beauty. And you wouldn't think it was necessarily an American composer because it sounds completely French. So And, and Kevin, uh, what's your uh, next concerto? <laughs> Are you, is, is there another concerto besides the Von? There must be somewhere. I'm never doing this again. No, uh, oh. I'm, uh, no he'll, he sounds fantastic. Everyone's going to be flooding the doors and the calls to get him to do another one. Um, well, I don't know. I mean, there, there are several others. Uh, part of the reason I chose this particular concerto is because it's, uh, I really love the classical style. Um, uh. He's a little bit, uh, a little bit older than Mozart, a little bit younger than Haydn, so like right in there. Um, and there are some other uh, bass concertos that have come out of that time. But well, didn't Edgar Meyer write? 
Edgar Meyer has written some, but he does. To my knowledge, he doesn't publish his works. Uh, oh. Those, uh, those, his concerti. Um, at least that that was the status as of, I don't know, five years ago. Last time I checked. But yeah, he he does he does some really great stuff. Yeah. Uh, and uh, but you know, it's like with a, with these uh, with romantic or modern bass concertos, you kind of have to. Um, do something to uh, because the orchestration gets pretty thick. Here, it's it's just strings, and uh, there are a few w winds that uh, happen when in two D sections, and we can do a reduction, and then uh, the bass can really be heard without um, a microphone or something like that. Whereas uh, there's a Kusevitsky concerto, former music director of right, Boston, of course, yeah. uh, symphony, and uh, that's a you know, and that's a really nice piece, and people play it on you know auditions and play it. Uh, yeah. I've played it before, but it's not you know, it's 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 uh, it's very thickly orchestrated, beautifully orchestrated, but difficult to project over. Maybe a Kevin Brown concerto number one. Kevin Brown concerto number one. Look out. Okay, <laughs> yeah. uh, you can go here, Kevin, along with the Detroit Symphony Orchestra, Michelle Merrill conducting. As I mentioned, three opportunities this week, Thursday at 7.30 at Sherry Zedek, Friday evening at the Macomb Center at 8 o'clock, Saturday back home at Orchestra Hall, also at 8 o'clock, and some glorious Beethoven. Uh, Michelle and Kevin, thank you both for thank coming by. Thank you so by. much. Thank you.